The oldest stories ever told are written in the stars. Stories of time before man and gods, when titans ruled the earth. The titans were powerful. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. This is like the beginning of Hercules if Hercules didn't then become a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started at the same similar points, but went on completely different paths from that point. Yeah. It's like they watch Hercules and they're like, what would happen if this was the movie that was set out to be bad? <laughs> yeah. All right, Neve, Ava, how are we this week? I mean, I am once again great. Like, I'm just having a really nice pattern of this job continuing to make me very happy, except I'm kind of panicking because it ends on Friday. But we'll deal. We'll cope. We'll make ourselves incredibly busy. That'll be fine. Um, But yeah, I'm doing very well. Clash of the Titans made me do significantly worse, though. So I relate to that. Um, I'm good. I'm home. My summer research internship is over and must go on is out on Spotify and eventually Apple Music. Once Apple decides to stop being annoying and let me put my podcast there. But right now it's on Spotify and Google Play and basically everywhere else besides Apple Podcasts. So called must go on if you want to listen to it. Cool. Cool. I'm very excited to listen to it. I have yet to, but I will. I will. That's my plan for tomorrow. By the time this podcast this episode comes out, I will have listened to your podcast. Other <laughs> but otherwise, I'm doing good back home. That is good. That is good. Um, I am frantically finishing up before I go back to school um, early. Neve and I are switching places. Um, I'm working every day this week and then have like a couple days off to like get my car inspected and do some last minute shopping and and things like that before I drive back to school Mm. so that's exciting no it's not exciting this movie not at all I am so sorry I was excited once you're excited oh i'm i'm so excited to know what made you excited yeah i mean is there a particular segment in which i should discuss that or should i kind of jump we'll, hold, we'll hold off for now we'll, okay. we'll, to start off we'll, we'll introduce the movie we're talking about oh, this okay. season is is the uh aptly named for the the last olympian but topically very unrelated uh clash of the titans the 2010 remake not the original version directed by louis leter i don't know i can't pronounce his last name but it's like leterrier it's something french uh screenplay by travis beachman phil hay and matt mafrady based on clash of the titans by beverly cross 
It was a ride. Ride is a really nice way to describe that. But it it was like a bad ride. (laughs) I wanted to step off of the ride the whole time. I was not keeping my arms and legs inside. I was desperately trying to get out. It's one of those rides where you're like, mm, I think I'm going to be sick on this one. Like, I think yeah. I'm nauseous, but like, I'm going to try. I didn't have motion it. sickness before, but I've developed it now. Like, I got off the ride and I threw up into a trash can. Like, that is what <laughs> I feel like a, a one minute summary can't even. No. Like, it doesn't do it justice. I also don't want to do it. So I, I would sooner die. <laughs> I think let let's let's talk about this film chronologically. So okay. uh, well here's what we'll do. I'm going to read through the the plot summary on Wikipedia and we're going to stop and go with this and talk about it as we go. So The beginning of this film, after defeating the Titans, the gods divided the world among themselves. Zeus took the skies, Poseidon took the seas, and Hades, deceived by Zeus, was left in the underworld. Very basic, the the story, Hades is our villain, because they couldn't be more creative than that. Mm -hmm. The gods created mortals whose worship maintained the gods' immortality, which was a very confusing plot device. (laughs) That's so true. Over time, the mortals began to blaspheme and defy their creators. I can't even... The summary even makes this movie sound worse. But basically, (laughs) we have the big animated opening, and then we find a baby in a chest. Mm. And that's the beginning of this movie. That's true. It is. And I honestly, I I missed his dad throughout. His dad was, I think, I was interested in him in the beginning of the movie, and then he died pretty fast. Mm, fair. Heavy spoilers for Clash of the Titans, by the way. Oh my god. Wasn't this made in like the two thousands? Like it's eleven years. Two thousand and ten. Oh, well, <laughs> I would like to mention this. This film has received two awards or two <laughs> nominations yeah. uh, for two Golden Raspberry nominations. Oh, period. absolute period. Um, Stunning. This movie opens with a weird... They have a conversation between Perseus and his father about his little sister coming. And he's like, oh, but like, what it... He's like scared he's not going to be as important because he's going to have a little sister. And then they go nowhere with that. They just leave that one. They kill his family. (laughs) They do do that, yeah. And then, for some reason, soldiers find him and take him to Argos. Yeah. What is there? Like, what? I 
and why him i okay it's the biggest thing that got me about this movie was so much smaller than i expected do we agree i think what do you I mean? know it felt the stakes felt very contained in a weird way in which I felt like this was supposed to be an insane, amazing, like big, like Lord of the Rings level uh, Star Wars giant journey and the fate of the universe was riding on this. And this felt very much like, yes, I guess this little city might be a little hurt. Um, Was it like you didn't feel like you had watched a movie? Yes, I didn't. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> yep, because I've had that experience with a few movies before and I've never understood how to explain it. I didn't have that experience with this one, but I think that's partially because I'm going to be so honest. I watched it. I split my time between two nights um, watching it and I finished it tonight when I got home from work while I was like making and eating my pasta and yesterday i also didn't pay full super full attention so like it was almost like a podcast to me so in a way i also didn't feel like i watched a full movie but i get what you mean and like i probably would have had that same experience i honestly i couldn't tell you most of the names of the characters Mm. I know one very well. That's the reason why I was excited. It's not Perseus, but I know him too. I don't know how. Tell us who it was. There's no need for the suspense. Yeah. Okay. Andromeda. Because. Okay. Because here's the reason why I was at all engaged in this film. Um, Freshman year of college. I watched this series on Amazon Prime called The Man in the High Castle. And it is very good. It sticks with me. And um, every thing that like a member of the principal cast is in from that, like I can only see them in Man in the High Castle. Like I can't see them in anything else. And Alexa Davalos, who plays Andromeda, is literally the main character. <laughs> like, it, the show was about her. So I was like, oh my God, like, she's here. Um, There's she. And then I was like, well, she's a great actress. This is, I guess, this is what the movie's for, like, for me. Like, I'm just like, hi. <laughs> like, this is going to seem like a weird comparison, but it's like the first thing. Okay. So remember when there was a King Kong adaptation on Broadway? Yeah. Yes. And everyone was like, this show is bad, but the puppet's cool. Yeah. And it was like they spent like say they had the the show in production for like four years. It seems like they kind of spent three years and three hundred and sixty-four days on the on the puppet. And then the last day we're like, fuck, we need a script. That's kind of what this movie is to CGI. Like they, they had like, they were just figuring out CGI and they were like, look what we can do. Oh my God, we need a story around this though. And they like, didn't think of that till like week before movie goes into production, you know? Yeah. I agree. And it, and that, that's even more wild considering this project started um, in 2002. Oh and the God. movie came out in 2010. Oh, that's no. so 
it took them eight years to make this terrible movie that ended up grossing $493 million worldwide and got a sequel. It got a sequel? Yes. Wrath of the Titans. Oh. Which honestly, reading the description, looks a lot more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Like plot-wise, though I guess on paper, maybe the plot of Clash of the Titans looks interesting. I don't Mm -hmm. don't even think it looks interesting on paper, though. (laughs) Wait, I pulled up the Wikipedia page because I was interested. And at the very bottom of the page, it says cultural reference. And the line says, among diehard supporters of Donald Trump, the phrase release the Kraken has come to refer to evidence for massive voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election, which, by the way, did not exist. Going to put that right out there. And also, I think release the Kraken has some other cultural meanings that like don't just relate to Trump's like, I guess Wikipedia, you need to like like state your sources for things, but also just general language. That phrase has some other meanings. I agree. But, okay. Like that is that is the biggest cultural impact of this movie is mm-hmm. the phrase "release the kraken." I mm. agree. I'm gonna be so honest. I still don't understand some things when it comes to. There's a Kraken in Pirates of the Caribbean as well. And I think at one point that is also said, who said it first? I don't know. That's a good question. So. Hmm. I maybe a quick Google. So it's from the original Clash of the Titans. Oh, so they so probably took it from there and were like haha like well-known movie yes understood yeah oh maybe not no oh oh but the um so the one of the teasers for clash of the titans was the clip of Zeus saying uh, release the Kraken and it became a meme. Uh, It was first submitted on March 31st, 2010 to Urban Dictionary. Hmm. If anyone cares about that. Uh, Also, (laughs) Liam Neeson was Zeus? Yeah. Hi. Like, actually... I kind of got it. Like in any other movie, in any movie. No, it, it, it works. Better. Yeah, it works. Like I did understand it uh, in any other movie that was like much better written. Like it would have made sense. It honestly, the casting wasn't terrible. There was just an awful script. I agree. I think the casting was actually like pretty good. Yeah, and I liked the main guy whose name is 
whose name is? Uh, Sam Worthington, who oh, plays yeah. Perseus. God, I feel was, like I told you that. I'm looking at my TV right now. He was cute. He didn't really do much. Definitely a man. <laughs> Definitely a man. Uh, not Ralph Fiennes' finest work, I must say. Didn't recognize him at all. But his work as as Voldemort, definitely superior villain work. That's true. I feel like if you play Voldemort, the character how do you how do you top that one? The character design of Hades was just also weird. Like, why was his hairline so far back? Good question. And we also had the little like Nicholas Holt cameo that I was like. Oh, who's that? I was like, oh, it's young Nicholas Holt. He's great in things. The great is actually the, and he was also in uh, The Favorite, and he is very good in both of those. He's a great actor. Hmm. And if you blink, there were women in this movie. (laughs) I. Think, and most of them weren't CGI. Yeah. I mean, mm. that, that means that I think my lens of looking at this movie is a victory because all I noticed the entire time was Alexa Davalos. I was like, hi, I've seen you before. You're great. Oh, you do. Thank you. <laughs> I recognize you. Yeah. Eva, I'm so impressed by your lens as I think she was in 10 minutes of this movie at most. Yeah. Oh, she was in so much more. I don't think so. No, this movie had basically no. Maybe I really just did not end up watching a lot of it. Like maybe I just really picked and shoot. Wow, I just picked. You just picked. It was just picking. Oh, there was also a little fun Luke Evans cameo as Apollo. Yeah. I love a good Apollo. Like, I know it's like, haha, that's my dad, but like, it's also just like, I don't know. I feel like Apollo casting is always fun because you can cast like the, I guess, like funniest, like silly little music man in Hollywood, you know, just be like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. He had like his one line that he was like, I don't think we should kill the human. And Liam Neeson was like, no. It was, the plot is so confusing. I agree. Thematically, a mess. I think it was about loving versus fearing your God. It was just so much about Greek gods in a way that was not applicable to normal everyday people like thematically not plot wise because the plot actually had nothing to do with Greek gods but thematically everything it was like the themes were about religion but only from a perspective that like a god would understand (laughs) if that makes any sense yeah i do kind of get that like this holds no weight for me or maybe like 
for celebrity. It's about belief from the people who are being believed in. And so that's confusing. Yeah. It also has like multiple MacGuffin plots in it. (laughs) Where it's like we have to find the thing so that we can find the thing and then we find the thing and then they release the Kraken anyways and then we kill the Kraken and then it's over. I feel like just talking about the presence of the Kraken why? Underwhelming. Also, like, leave it for a pirate movie. Like, this is about Greek gods. Like, I don't know. It just really confused me. Oh, like, I agree. It was like, why did we not have a, a Greek mythology based? Like, I guess Sea Monster, Andromeda, and the Sea Monster, they, they take a lot from the Perseus myth. But they really stretch it. Yeah. And I guess they just wanted to give a name to the sea monster, so like it's the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny to me. It's just it's so loose. I don't know how anyone got away with this. It's frankly amazing. It's just because this is not like a B movie. This was a blockbuster movie. Yeah. And this is honestly a feat in publicity. Honestly, I'm I it's just like stunning how how much money it made and how popular this movie was for being bad. I guess any um any uh publicity is good publicity. Is the saying. Maybe. But they made a video game out of it. Oh my god. Oh, yes. They made a video game for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and the Blackberry. And there were supposed to be Wii, Nintendo DS, and PlayStation Portable versions, but they were cancelled. They did not finish making the Clash of the Titans game. Wow. That's just so wild to me that there's a Clash of the Titans Blackberry game. So get out your Blackberries. Get out your Blackberries. And the get fi- It did lose to a, another big, awful franchise competitor that year at the Razzies. Um, this lost for worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel to The Last Airbender. Oh, boy. And, oh, and no, okay. It, it, it lost worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel to Sex in the City 2 mm-hmm. and, and lost worst eye-gouging misuse of 3D to Last Airbender. That's cool. oh, that also. I'm sorry. I was going to talk about the Mandela effect. 
All of you fellow Mandela effect believers out there, please send us a voice message or something. It is sex in the city. I N, not and. No, sex and the city. No, but it was in. And then we shift into a parallel universe that it was and. Because it's always been in. Oh my God. I mean, I think personally, I just, like, I know the Massachusetts uh, accent. And I think pretty broadly East Coast is the word and doesn't really exist. It's in, you know, like sex in the city. But it's like, I know that's and. I know I said in, but I know it's and. Mia, I do not believe you, but it's okay. I used to get, like, read for filth in acting lessons. I still do in in acting classes to say the word and. Like, and, not and. Anyways. I mean, that's a logical explanation, but I'm going with the illogical one. All right, Mandela effect it is. (laughs) There's just, like, some, like, strike. I believe in the Mandela effect. There are some striking Mandela effects. This one doesn't get me. I agree with that. I can't also believe that, like, this was popular for its CGI after Avatar came out. Yeah. Like, I guess they're like, we want to see more. But Avatar, another bad movie that made millions. Hmm. It's just amazing and impressive that they managed this feat. It, this movie had a $125 million budget and made nearly $500 million. That is just so wild to me. Like, I don't understand how anyone did that. Like, I want to hear the initial pitch for the movie. The initial pitch was, let's remake this old movie. But, like, I want to know why it seemed special. Like, I want to know why they got big names, you know? That's true. They did get, they did, like, and, like, not big names that are, like, some of them are bigger names now. Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson was a big name in 2010. Yeah. I'm like reading through the the um, plot of the original Clash of the Titans. It looks fairly similar, but more interesting, strangely. But it is a kraken in that too, so they did not invent that themselves. Hmm. Straight from their text. Hmm. Ma- Wait, Maggie's okay. The next thing, next film we're watching might. <laughs> Actually, this is not the next... I know what next film we're watching, but we're going to have to watch this original because Maggie Smith... Like, a young Maggie Smith and Laurence Olivier are in this, and I'm just very interested now. Who's Maggie Smith? Okay. I Maggie Smith is Thetis. Oh, sick. Which is very interesting. And Laurence Olivier is Zeus. And Harry Hamlin as Percy. Percy is. Oh, as Percy. As Percy, I know, the slip of the tongue. That's, that's okay, 
I feel bad that we're harping on it so much. Like, what what are things that we liked? I'm sure there's like Rule. one or two. Rule. What is there like? Because like the only thing that it had going for it was that it had some cool CGI back in the day, but now it looks old and bad. So, like one or two things holds up, but most of it does not. Most of it does not. Yeah, the scorpions, pretty bad. The scorpions, <laughs> like the scorpions, were the worst of it. I agree. Because, like, the Medusa scene was like, okay, that's old CGI. I get it. The scorpions were bad. (laughs) It's like, I've seen CGI that predates this movie that looks better than that. True. I think some of the acting was good. I was honestly impressed that Liam Neeson managed to get any words out while he was shining like that. Yeah, I just think that, like, if you're handed a script that you maybe don't feel perhaps the happiest with, making things sound good and, like, feel organic at the same time and sounding good is just, like, a sort of, like, happenstance you know, like, result of that, like, great for you. Good on you. And I think that a lot of them honestly did that, at least a little. I was I was happy for about 0.2 seconds at the end <laughs> in the scene with Andromeda because when in the mo- moment that, this is the single moment in which they attempted <laughs> to subvert any expectations because for the most part, this movie was exactly what they said it was going to be, which was kind of insane. I have never seen a movie that tell, like says, this is our quest, and just does it. I agree with you. There were, like, no twists and turns along the way. True. but Nothing to keep you interested. I mean, I guess if you're interested in a very predictable film, then you yeah. are interested. Because, like, the standard format of a film especially like a blockbuster or adventure film like this character wants something. They create a plan to get something. The plan goes wrong and they improvise, which is the most interesting part of the film is that improvising and through improvising, they get it. That's like the standard format. Obviously there's variations, but this film skips the most interesting part. True. Character wants something. Character makes a plan Character just executes the plan and then it's over. Yeah. It doesn't feel human, you know? It really, it really does. It, you're right. You're very right. It does not feel like a human plot at all. Which is a very confusing thing for a movie about humans. Kind of? humanity is like a big theme that they keep trying to push without doing anything yeah which is odd i don't know i feel we can't have too many things right now guys like we just gotta pick one and go with it (laughs) 
But anyways, like I was saying before I got off topic, I liked the two, 0.2 seconds when, in theory, Perseus and Andromeda kiss and are going to get married. Yeah. And Perseus is going to become the king of Argos. And then, yeah. he's, and then he's like, you'll be a great queen. I am a humble fisherman. I'm like, oh, yay. I, that was, I like that. I like that they don't end up together because they, they don't know each other. That makes sense. Yeah. And then two minutes later, he's like, and I brought this girl that, that was kind of with you this whole time back to life so you can marry her. Yeah. Yeah. And Io's story made no sense. No sense. She was like, I am not a god and I'm not a human or a demigod. I am just here. Yeah, Cersei moment. Cersei moment, <laughs> but executed to such a small percentage of how Cersei is executed. Yeah, Madeline Miller is crying. <laughs> I'm sure Madeline Miller hates this movie. I'm so sure. Also, we have to talk about the gin. Go for it. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely racist. Yeah. Undoubtedly. It was a little Islamophobic, um, to say the least. It was confusing. And it didn't mean anything. True. I think it was supposed to mean something. I could not tell you what it was supposed <laughs> to mean, but I know I do know it was supposed to mean something. Mm. All right. Let's give some offerings. Who do we want to give an offering for? No one. <laughs> You ha- the the rules are you have to pick someone. Um, I don't know. She said, "No one deserves any credit." For you know, related to this like, movie. Okay, I'm officially standing that no one deserves credit for this film. And no one should get an offering. However, I guess I'll give it to EO because what the fuck did they do to her? <laughs> like, out of sympathy. Like, what was going on, girl? I'm so sorry. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give my offering for, I guess, I guess Luke Evans Apollo because... He does have the one line out of the gods plot line that makes any sense. And it's like, what if we don't? What if we just leave this alone? And it and that could have saved us all from having to watch this movie. And for that, I <laughs> I'd like to give my offering for him. I love that. Ava? Yes. I'm having some thoughts. I I don't I'm pensive because 
here's the thing. When I think about giving an offering to a character, I'm like, does this mean I'm disregarding how they are written mythologically? Um, am I dishonoring all the adaptations that I've liked of this character if I give an offering to them in the movie? Or do I just bite the bullet, say screw it, not even worry about that, and give an offering to an actor who I thought was good? Like, I don't, like, I'm torn. Um, but I'm too tired to think about this. So I think I'll just give an offering to Alexa Davalos. She's good. Girlie's getting jobs. Girlie's booked and blessed. So happy for her. She's very talented. We're revoting off the island, which is almost honestly harder because personally harder because how do I narrow it down? Yeah. Oh God. Damn it, I just thought about I could have given my offering to the Razzies. Oh yeah. <laughs> If I could turn back time, but I'll keep it with what I said. Um, oh, I know. Actually, wait. Let me do. Let me do a quick Google to see if I can get more specific. Okay. I'm going into some advanced. Wow. Research now. Because heavy research. I need to know exactly who to blame. <laughs> I understand. So someone else can go while I. I don't. Uh, it's tough because, like, there are a lot of things I actually respect about this movie in terms of the process like I think it's kind of metal that they went like way way past you know breaking even with such a terrible film like I think that's so cool um and like from a business standpoint like good on you but at the same time like I think also if they if anyone had super big plans for this film like perhaps hire a writer who is more um prepared to execute this vision of a stunningly written feature film. This writing was simply not for me. So <laughs> writer farewell. Would you like to know the name of the writer? Was his name Duncan or am I making that up? I do think that you made that up. I think I'm thinking about coffee. <laughs> I think you are thinking of Duncan as in Duncan Donuts. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are the, uh, the screenplay is attributed to three writers, uh, Travis Speechman, Phil Hay, and Matt Manfredi. Travis, um, yes. And Travis Beachman has a pretty good track record, too. Like maybe it wasn't him. Maybe he did the good parts. Maybe, I there were none. He this can be a blot on his resume. Yeah, but um, I know exactly who I'm blaming. 
I would like to know. Um, and that is Barry Mayer, who is the head of Warner Brothers in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was going to vote off Warner Brothers overall. Um, but I thought, no, I need to know who exactly. And I thought it was Kevin Sujihara, but Kevin Sujihara did not start until 2013. So he narrowly escaped. Um, I, I am sure I could get even more narrow and find out who was in charge of Warner Brother Pictures at the time. Actually, I think it might have been produced by New Line. I don't actually know. That's a lot of research to do at the moment. So, but Barry Mayer is in was in charge of all of Warner Brothers at this time, and he let this happen. And therefore, goodbye. Yeah. Respect. I'm going to give mine. I need to extremely preface that I am not talking about Liam Neeson. But uh, Zeus deserves another another tick on the board. You're Please right. So Zeus, parentheses, not Liam Neeson. Not Liam Neeson, though. Just Zeus of the character, not Liam Neeson. You did great. Zeus of the have. character, Zeus. I live by that. I love a good vote-off. We always love a good vote-off for Zeus. Alrighty, folks. That is all for this week. Join us next week where we will be doing a super special fun episode about fanfiction extravaganza. Um, we will be... You know that's exactly what I'm titling it now. <laughs> you have to! Yeah! Transcript it line for line. A super special <laughs> fun episode episode about fan fiction extravaganza yeah well we're doing that and it's gonna be really cool so <laughs> make sure to follow us on all of our social media we're at return to camp on every platform that matters and we also have a website return and a coffee account and a red bubble store yay yeah, all right you know, sorry for making you watch this movie yeah, I think it's comedy. Yeah.